This is the intersection of assistive, educational, and information technology. Whether it's technology for inclusive classroom learning or tools for community success, technology can promote independence and inclusive technology has become more available for everyone. Welcome to the Inclusive Technology for All podcast with your host, Mike Murata. Hello there, everyone. Welcome to episode 60, which is scheduled to be released on November 11th, 2019. So this episode features part two of our deep dive into the seven daily drivers to support teacher effectiveness. And we're going to discuss transparency in this episode, along with our usual updates on inclusive tools and also an AT chat wrap up. Don't forget, I want to hear from you. Please feel free to leave your comments and ideas about topics for upcoming episodes. Uh, visit speakpipe.com slash ITS podcast to leave your audio message. Also, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. All right, let's go. So are you familiar with Immersive Reader from Microsoft? This impressive tool is embedded into many of the Microsoft products, including OneNote, Word, Outlook, and the Edge browser. Uh, not to mention now it is available also as an embedded accessibility feature on some web tools that we might be familiar with, such as Wakelet and Flipgrid. Uh, among the features of Immersive Reader, you have text-to-speech with the customization of the voice and the speed. Uh, there's also the ability to manipulate the text on the screen, and so you can change the visual representation of that information, such as the font style and size, and also the background color. Uh, some additional vis visual supports include uh, line spacing, so you can do a line focus tool as well, which will show one, three, or five lines of text. Uh, to help with vocabulary, there's a picture dictionary that will provide support for vocabulary and word recognition. There's also a translation feature, which enables you to uh, translate the entire document or a single word to another language. And finally, if that wasn't enough, there's also settings to break up the words into syllables and also highlight parts of speech, such as nouns and verbs, etc., cetera, uh, with different colors on the screen. So, all right, that sounds pretty great, right? Sure, it's awesome. But what, you only use Chromebooks? Uh, and you're not using Microsoft products, so that's not something you can use? Well, now you don't have to worry about it. There is now a free Chrome extension called Use Immersive Reader on Websites, parentheses, unofficial. Uh, so as the name implies, uh, this is not distributed by Microsoft, but it does work exactly the same way as Immersive Reader. And once you install the extension in your Chrome browser, go to the website you're interested in reading from, select all the text with the cursor, and then right-click on the highlighted text. It's a little different from typical Chrome extensions where there's really, at this point, there's no icon along the top of the screen where you're gonna be clicking. Instead, you're clicking out of that uh, menu there. Uh, once you right-click on the highlighted text, there's an option in that drop-down menu that says, help me read this. And once you click that, the text is transformed into immersive reader and all the features that I talked about a second ago are available to use. It's a very slick free extension, I really like it, uh, that can really provide that impressive suite of features for use with a struggling student in the Chrome browser. 
Uh, I've added a link to the Chrome Web Store in the show notes, so definitely download it and check it out. In this episode, we're continuing our discussion on being effective technology coaches in order to promote teacher effectiveness, and we're using the book by Nathan Lang, Everyday Instructional Coaching, Seven Daily Drivers to Support Teacher Effectiveness. This episode, we're going to focus on the second daily driver, which is transparency. So Nathan kicks off the transparency chapter with the following statement. Coaches are able to create trusting, positive, and sharing environments when they are transparent about their intentions, their goals, and even their flaws and mistakes in teaching. So as a coach, are you being transparent? My initial gut reaction was to say, of course I am, but really am I? Uh, Is fear stopping me from being more transparent? Uh, We've all heard of the imposter syndrome, right? That are you being a, are you afraid of being found out uh, or feeling like a fraud? And that fear can be a powerful factor keeping us from embracing this transparency in our coaching and our interactions with team members. When you visit a school, we need to gauge the transparency to determine the most effective coaching solution and the course of action to take. Uh, I've included in the show notes for this episode a PDF of a teacher survey for gauging transparency. It was included as part of the book as a reproducible. Uh, I've incorporated some of the questions into an initial survey I've been sending out to teams prior to working with them, which has been interesting to hear back from them. And some of the questions include, I have the freedom to express my own ideas to school leadership. Uh, School leadership freely expresses its ideas to me. Uh, I rarely hold conversations with other teachers in the building that school leadership isn't privy to. And then there are rarely conversations held in the school building that I am not privy to. I have a visible and safe process for providing feedback regarding how the school is led. And then school leadership shares feedback with me using visible and safe processes. I hope you recognize the pattern in these questions, kind of getting to the core of whether a school culture promotes transparency from the perspective of the educator, the team member, and across the whole building. Some strategies that were discussed in the book to develop transparency include walkthroughs. So as a coach, are you visiting the classroom to observe instruction? Um, And what happens after that visit? What type of feedback is provided to the educator? Also, we should have some agreed upon factors that we are observing. These would be collaboratively developed prior to the walkthrough. And more importantly, the feedback should be shared in some type of forum, like a Google Doc or something that we all have access to after the visit in order to promote transparency and facilitate uh, conversation. Weekly pulse checks. So this is a proactive strategy that can highlight successes with coaching and illustrate areas of focus by surveying educators weekly. It's five simple questions. Maybe put these on a Google form with a five-point Likert scale with one being strongly disagree, five being strongly agree. The questions are, everyone in the building is included in communication and collaboration. Your coach supports you in promoting creativity and innovation. Your coach supports you in promoting positivity and passion. Your coach supports you in ensuring your students' needs are met. And then finally, your coach empowers you with freedom and autonomy. 
By focusing on this transparency in our coaching, we are creating an environment where all team members are valued and, most importantly, their opinions are heard, which could always lead to a more successful outcome. For our next episode of the podcast, episode 61, we'll discuss the third daily driver, which is inquiry. So if you want to join the conversation, the focus of this section will be effective questioning. So let me hear from you. What are your five most important questions in your work? Think about your own work and answer the questions for yourself if you can. Take it one more step if you want to describe how you can use these questions to support teacher inquiry. So visit speakpipe.com slash ITS podcast and leave your audio message and I'll include it in the next episode. Are you looking for a way to take notes while watching a video? So there's a free Chrome extension called Turbo Notes, which is now technically called Yi Notes or Yi Notes. I'm not sure which it is, Y-I Notes, due to a copyright issue with the name of another tool. But this extension allows you to insert timestamped notes directly on top of a video. So if you're watching a YouTube video, you can drop these notes right on top of it. So once you install the extension and you have the the video you want up in your Chrome browser, click the icon and just start typing notes. The note will be automatically timestamped to that moment in the video, making it easy to return to that moment to review later. Now there's no need to have two separate windows open simultaneously in order to take notes. Um, there's even some additional features. Um, you can export to Evernote, um, which is pretty cool. I don't have an Evernote account, so I couldn't do it, but it looks pretty cool. Um, check out this free tool and see how it could help you with note-taking. Uh, it works on a bunch of different video platforms. Uh, YouTube, Khan Academy, it does Vimeo videos, Netflix, and Coursera, and even some more. Uh, I'll add a link to download the extension from the Chrome Web Store in the show notes. Want to find other people interested in inclusive and assistive technology? Well, then join us every Wednesday night on Twitter at 8 p.m. Eastern for AT Chat. Each week, Karen Janowski and I lead a hour-long discussion about tools and strategies for inclusion and accessibility for individuals with disabilities. So for AT Chat this week, we were lucky enough to have another guest moderator. And I have to say, Karen and I are thrilled that so many members of our PLN are willing to lead the discussion and share their expertise each week. So this week, Alyssa led a discussion on interacting with research. Reviewing and implementing ideas from research, really, you think about it, critical to us as practitioners to ensure that we are using effective practices to meet the needs of the consumers we serve. So Alyssa shared a ton of research resources through the chat, and that alone uh, will probably give me plenty of reading material for the next couple of weeks. Uh, we discussed topics including where do we find research and interact with research in order to improve our practices. Many participants commented on the time crunch that causes us to not always have the time to read all the research that's out there. Uh, this time crunch is real. And that is what makes learning opportunities like AT Chat so valuable. We can each share resources that ultimately help the entire group. Uh, one question focused on what type of research people would like to see more about. 
ideas for research topics included eye gaze and AAC, community supports for independent living, text-to-speech supports for building vocabulary in students with print disabilities, and a few more. Um, it was a great topic, and I really liked it because it's not really a topic we do that often. I, I don't remember us ever doing this topic. Uh, and like I mentioned before, tons of resources shared throughout the chat. You will definitely want to go and read this wakelet for sure. So to catch up and read the whole archive of the chat, go to bit.ly slash atchat110619. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Do you have an idea for a future episode? Leave an audio message via SpeakPipe at speakpipe.com slash ITS podcast with your suggestion. It may appear on an upcoming episode. To stay current on all things inclusive and assistive technology, follow Mike on Twitter at MMATP and visit his website at MMATP.com for inclusive technology resources and all the previous podcast episodes.